Hey you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to the Reach Hangout, y'all. Today's conversation is going to be a little bit different. You know, I'm always thinking about topics that I want to discuss with you guys and everything under the sun. But as I was doing my nightly devotional and Bible study and reading my word and everything else, it just... I don't know. I was reading Deuteronomy chapter eight and what I was reading really spoke to me in a way that I was like, I could not hold back the gems that I gleaned that I, you know, received from reading this chapter. So I was like, you know what, let me come on the podcast and talk to my SBCs about it because y'all know we spiritual too over here, right? Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So I was like, let me give them, you know, this good word that I received. So that being said, Let's grab our beverage of choice. For me, it's going to be water, of course. Snacks and a notepad. Or you can go to the notes section on your phone to begin today's discussion called My Success is God's Success. Again, for the people in the back, My Success is God's Success. Okay, so let's get into it. So the context of the book of Deuteronomy in general, we have Israel's Israelites and all that, and they're living in Egypt. Um, They're just followers of Christ. They want to do right by God, you know. So basically, as Egypt is going through all these plagues, all this disruption, because they have turned away from God, God says, okay, it's time for me to remove my people out of this bondage, right? So God tells Moses to tell the people, we're going to go. And I have a promised land in store for you. So they're traveling to this promised land. And y'all, it's not like one day. It's not two days. It's not three days. We're talking years. It's not two years. It's 40, 40. It's 40 years it took them to reach this promised land. And the funny part about it is once they got to the promised land, you know, Moses sent a couple of people like, go scour it, you know, go check it out for us real quick, let us know. So the people who went to go check it out, it wasn't a multitude, but it was a decent amount. And they came back complaining. They was like, no, like this ain't it. This ain't what we thought it was going to be. But two of those people was like, no, like it's it's what we want. It's what we want. But, you know, because when there is a situation of majority overrules the few, it's like everybody's like, well, why God would send us somewhere that we ain't supposed to be like we should have just died in the wilderness. Like these are what the people is saying about God. And you know, God is hearing this conversation of them moaning and groaning and complaining about how this promise saying what they were promised wasn't what they wanted in particular. So they don't want to go there. So God was like, fine, if you don't want to go there, die in the wilderness. If that's what you want to do, then do it. And the greatness of God, even though there was still the moanings and groans. Don't you love it when God sees you for you and he says, I'm not gonna let you be affected by the multitude. So God says, okay, well, Moses and the people's children and their children's children and the and the small select the few that wanted to go to the promised land, God was like, okay, I'm gonna let you go. But it wasn't like they stayed, you go. Like, no, those people who were going to the promised land still had to wait, <laughs> not a day or two, but some more years to reap that promised land because of the disobedience, because of the moaning, the groaning and everything. Like you can be obedient, yes, but when we as humans, when we as people 
think that things are supposed to go a certain way, God's like, okay, well, it's not going to be that way. So either you take it or you don't. And apparently, y'all, they didn't want to take it. So specifically, though, that's the gist of doing Romney. Specifically, though, I'm coming from chapter eight. Chapter eight talks about God's mercies in the wilderness and warning against pride. Okay, so I'm not going to focus on the moaning and the groaning. I'm focusing on what it took them to get there. It took them 40 years to reap a promised land. They walked 40 years to reap a promised land. I can't even walk for five minutes without complaining. We can't even do stuff longer than five minutes without complaining. So imagine you walking for 40 years to reap something that God has told you, right? So I do encourage you guys to read this chapter, the whole, actually the whole book of Deuteronomy on your own. You know, I always tell y'all to pick up your Bible, like don't just focus and zero in on what I'm telling you, like take it from your personal perspective and read what God is speaking to you, right? Okay, so back to chapter eight, God is reminding the people that he has to sustain them over the years, okay? God says in verses one through 20, because it's 20 verses for this whole chapter, during those troubling times, he fed them when there was no food, when nobody could figure out how to get food, he fed them. He didn't let their clothes wear out. He didn't let their feet swell for those 40 years of traveling through the wilderness. And all God asks, all God asks in return is for them not to forget who brought them out of that bondage, leading them to the place of their riches and success. Now, we might be personally saying to ourselves, why would God tell us not to forget about the promises and the, and the ways that he has made for us? Because we know that. So God, why would we forget? Like, why would we forget the all powerful, merciful God sustained me during my time of need, during my time of just in general, right? But to be like completely transparent with you guys, when we are not experiencing inconveniences or lack in our lives, when we are not going through just trouble, right? And everything that we do is going successfully, Whatever we decide, whatever idea, whatever, you know, our hands are stretching forth to do is going off fine and dandy. We can unintentionally pat ourselves on the back. You may not be purposely doing it, but unintentionally you're patting yourself on the back and having this misconception of child without me, X, Y, Z wouldn't happen without me. This wouldn't even be possible, though all the glory still goes to God. Point blank, period. And you know, yes, you can say, well, without my obedience of following God, this wouldn't have happened. Of course, but without God, nothing would have been possible. Without God, the steps that you did to take to reap the riches and the glory was all from his obedience because he told you what to do in the first place. So without God, we're nothing. And I strongly believe that even if we do decide to be obedient in God's instructions or be disobedient, God can still utilize someone else to let what he wants come to pass. Lydia, what do you mean by that? I mean, God may have called you to sing, open a business, whatever, you name it, right? But he can also give another person that same talent, God isn't someone who depends on one man because he knows we as humans were flawed. 
He knows we mess up. He knows that sometimes he can give us instructions and we don't want to follow it. So why would he just be so dependent upon one person? God's like, no, I'm going to give multiple people talents, multiple people abilities to proclaim my riches and glory and authority in the world and let them know. That's why he says in his word, he blesses from generation to generation, to generation, to generation, because God knows (laughs) he knows. So we have to remember without God, this wouldn't be possible for me. This wouldn't be possible. And to, you know, go back to Deuteronomy chapter eight, that's what happened with those people. Because God says in verses three and four, he says, I'm the one who gave you food when y'all couldn't figure out how to eat. I'm paraphrasing y'all. I'm the one who gave y'all food when y'all couldn't figure out how to eat. I'm the one who made sure that your clothes didn't wear out on you because 40 years is a long time to be wearing the same dusty thing, if we being honest. And some of us, we don't even wear stuff more than once, Right. And then he says, he took it up a notch. She said, you know what? I kept you good in your bodies. Your feet didn't swell for walking for 40 years. You know how many health issues? I'm assuming. I'm just, I'm assuming. You know how many health issues you could have gained from just walking for 40 years? And God says, I removed all of those hindrances out of your way, all of the natural to allow you to experience the supernatural so you can get to the promised land that I have in store for you. And you know what happened? They complained. They didn't want to go to the promised land because of fears and doubts and preferences of what they thought was supposed to happen. But God says in his word that my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So if it doesn't match what you think and you know that God gave you the instruction to do it, why does it matter? Because you've been following him for this long. My thing is this. If I've been walking for 40 years, I'm not going to complain. If that's what God told me I was going to do, then I'm going to do it. But we all don't have that mindset. Because sometimes we can be detoured by what we want, what we prefer. Or it could just be self-sabotage, a fear and doubt, like I said. The crazy part about it is even when God was like, okay, fine, don't go. You don't want to go and you saying that you want to die in the wilderness. I'm going to let you die in the wilderness. Not because God was like, I'm going to let these people die. No, that's what they spoke. God didn't speak death over them. God spoke life to them and through them so they can reap what he wanted to bestow to them. But you know, the funny part about it is, and we all have experienced those moments. Aren't you glad that God didn't let what others were doing happen in around you stop you from reaping your blessing because God was like okay the people that don't want to go I'm not it's not going to be a forceful thing and that's what we have to understand God is not a forceful God if you want to do something you ain't got to do it that's point blank period because he gonna let happen what needs to be happening that's why I keep trying to tell y'all so he said fine if y'all don't want to go don't go but Moses and the children that traveled the 40 years and then the small percentage of the people that wanted to go to the promised land he was like fine I'm gonna let you go You ain't going right now, but you still get to reap it. So God let them continue to thrive, continue to flourish in their bodies, their minds, their spirits and everything, because he wants them to reap the blessings that he has bestowed over their life that he wants to give to them. And I know it sounds, you know, cliche when we say that people of faith or just in general, that nothing is possible without God. Like, you wouldn't be here today without God. But it's just a reminder because it's factual, it's true. Because a lot of us have had moments that 
some type of way God was in the midst of your situation and he was the one that kept you, not you, but God was the one that kept you. So that's why it's just a reminder, like child without God, (laughs) your girl wouldn't be here talking to y'all on this podcast. So if we don't continuously continue to remember God in the success and the progress that we make in life, we will not only subject ourselves to the hands of the enemy, but when you allow the enemy to move in your life, you also allow yourself to sin because with the enemy comes sin, right? So now not only have you removed yourself out of your promise and removed yourself out of the way that God was trying to instruct you to go, now you're allowing yourself to be subjected to more things. So now you got more stuff on top of the stuff because you're not focusing. You're not you're not aligning yourself. You're not allowing God to continue to move and and speak through you, right? So we can't allow the enemy to take control. We can't allow our personal selves to take control. That's why anytime, you know, I may be thinking something out of the way or whatever, I could be doing something I say, you know what, God, no, less of me and more of you. Align me and how I should go because this is all you. Every time I'm praying, every time I'm doing a podcast, pushing out content, you know, YouTube, whatever I'm doing, I'm like, God, this is something that you want me to do. Not like in a complainful way, like you want me to do this. I didn't want to do this. No, I'm saying, God, because your word is not void. This is something that you desire me to do. So God, I need you to help me. God, I need you to guide me. God, I need you to hold my hand, not only in this season, but forever because I don't know how I need to go. I don't know what I'm doing because what I'm doing ain't working. So I need to stay consistent in you. And God states that in verse 19 of Deuteronomy chapter eight, he states about what happens when we subject ourselves to the enemy and we just allow ourselves not to be with him anymore. He says, if you forget the Lord, your God and follow other gods and worship and bow to them. I testify against you, not me. God will testify against you today that you will be surely destroyed. When God elevates us, when God takes us to newer heights as his people, as his children, the intent is to also be blessed. Yes, but we cannot forget the source. We must always remember the source. This source isn't you. This source isn't your money. This source isn't materialistic things. This source isn't idols. This source ain't whatever you thinking at the top of your head right now that could be a source. It's not that source, all right? The source is our father, God. The one who believed in us so much that he laid his son's life on the line, our brother Jesus. He laid his only child's life on the line. And then on top of that, after he let his son die, he continues to show us mercy because he knows that one day we will birth something out of us that is great, that can no devil, that can no person, that can nobody stop because God's word is not void. So our success is a small percentage of us. It's a small, like uh, when I'm not, I'm not even going to give us that much credit, like a benign, like a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage because we have to be obedient, but the majority is God's. When we get to those rooms, when we get our bank accounts the way we want them to get to, when we align ourselves the way we want to align ourselves and we reach the benefits of the land, it's God's. 
is God's. And he continuously paves the way. He paves the way for us. You know, he's touching things we cannot touch. He's handling things we cannot handle. He's dealing with things we cannot deal with. And he's fixing things we cannot fix. He's touching people's minds, y'all. Just like out of the blue, like, who is this Lydia Trumbull? Let me figure out who this person is. He's touching somebody's mind to think about you. He's touching somebody's heart to think about you, to connect with us. So our purpose can come to pass. And with the many other things that God has, right? So we have to meditate on God day and night. Take the time to commune with God. Give God that time. We give everything else time in our life. We need to give God that time. We need to reference God in everything that we do and understand. Without him, none of this would be possible for me to do. Because we know in our heart of hearts that God is the one who is letting this come to pass. Even if it's the most minimalist thing in your life, still give God the praise, still give God the glory. Because, you know, sometimes we can forget. We can forget and take things for granted. We can become numb. We can become numb, y'all, to God's abundance. We can become numb to it. We can expect to wake up every day. We expect to have good health. We expect to be able to see, walk, talk, hear, and breathe, and whatever. But if there is a moment you lose one of your motor skills, you lose one of your limbs, you lose the ability to control your body, you lose something that you have become so accustomed to, it won't become an expectation anymore. It will be a need, because you're not expecting God abundance anymore because you took it for granted. You're used to it. So you became numb to it. You like, God gonna do this for me anyway. So I don't even care. But no, because if some not saying that God's gonna let you lose something on purpose for you to understand, but life happens. So when we lose that thing that we want to expect it, it becomes a need. And then we start praying to God every single day. God, please heal me. God, please touch me. God, please deliver me. God, please move. God, 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 God. Because the, the thing that we have lost has now become a hindrance. It has now become a restriction on our lives, an inconvenience of some sort. So for this reason alone, we should continue to give God thanks for sustaining us, not only through our storms, but seeing us to be worthy enough to reach the promises of the land. When the people was traveling through the, through the wilderness in chapter eight, he was like, fine, if, if y'all don't want to go, y'all ain't got to go. But let me tell you something. I'm The people who want to go, I'm going to let them go. They're not going to be hindered because you don't want to go. Yes, it took them time to be able to go, but they still went. We have to thank God and everything, even if we're not successful right now, even if we are successful right now, because I don't believe that because you don't have a million dollars in your bank account, you're not successful. You can be successful in your mind, in your spirit, in your heart, in everything that you do, you have success. And everything that you try to achieve, it will be successful. Why? Because you are a God's child. You're a child of a king. You have authority. You have dominion over all. So success isn't just on the physical of what people want, what people see, like I need the house, I need the car. Success can also be spiritually. You've been wanting to have a closer connection with God and you are finally at the point where you can somewhat see the light, where you can somewhat say, like me and God pretty good. We got our, you know, like you get what I'm saying? 
Success doesn't also have to be materialism, y'all. It could come from different aspects of life. So when we reach those parts in our lives, we cannot forget. And I'm not saying that there will be moments like just glorify God all the time. You won't forget because sometimes, you know, subconsciously I forget and I have to be like, you know what? Hold on. Wait a minute, God. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for putting clothes on my back, shoes on my feet. Like we have to just continually allow God his time because when we continually allow God his time, we don't give room for the enemy to do nothing in our life. Yes, life happens, but we will have that strength. We will have that backup. We will have that power. When the enemy tries to poke his little boo-boo head, toe, elbow, whatever in our life, it will not come to pass because we have been gleaning. We have been pruning. We have been allowing God to move in our lives. We have been allowing him to just, like I said, do. Say what needs to be said, do what needs to be done. And we like, okay, God, tell me what I need to do next. Tell me how I can serve. Tell me how I can continue to be in a vessel of you. So it's crazy. God sustained his people for 40 years, just in the wilderness alone. So imagine what God can do for us. And when we get to the riches of the land and the honey and the milk and all that, that's that's in chapter eight, too. I'm not going to go in depth because y'all need to read it. But all of that has our name on it have to continue to understand and know people you know sometimes people can't see what you're going through sometimes people don't see what you're going through you know uh, like people say you don't know my story unless I tell it to you so when God allows you that time to tell the story of course tell it but we don't have to tell people our struggle because God is sustaining us We don't need pity parties. We don't need nothing because God is sustaining us. God is allowing us to reap the benefits of the land. He wants us to reach our promised lands. He wants us to reach everything. He wants us to reach beyond the stars. Theoretically, not literally, because I can't go outside right now and reach beyond the stars. But (laughs) y'all get what I'm saying. Give God thanks for sustaining you, for sustaining me. Not only through the storms in our lives, not only the moments where we felt the lowest of lows, but he continued to sustain us because he sees us to be worthy enough, worthy enough to be utilized as a vessel so that we can reach our promised lands. And that's on what? Period. Well, our time at the Reach Hangout has come to an end. I know. If you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, follow, share your respectful thoughts in the comment section, share slash tag a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, your girl is on the podcast, and make sure your post notifications are turned on to know when the next episode drops. Plus, keep up with my YouTube channel, Lydia's Chronicles. Your girl just went out of town this weekend. I'm actually back. I've been back home for like a couple of hours now, and I had to get this episode out to y'all. But y'all... Go to the channel because the most ghetto just happened of me going out of town. It was an emotional roller coaster. The video ain't coming out to Tuesday. This podcast episode is going to come out before then. But watch all my videos leading up to that so y'all can get to Tuesday and see the ghetto-ness that I'm talking about. Okay? But don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe on that channel so I know that you found me. And all of my socials will be in the description box below, so don't fret. Okay? If no one has told you this today... I love you.
God loves you and Jesus loves you too. But other than that, this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia, signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must remember the end game here is to grow to be the best version of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually with who? With God, y'all. I love you, SBCs, and until we meet again, bye.